Hello, music teacher friends. Welcome to episode number 85 of the Beyond Measure podcast. Thank you for choosing to visit with me, your anytime piano teacher friend today. My name is Christina Whitlock, and I'm happy you're listening. One quick reminder before we dive in today, if you enjoy this podcast and want to help make it happen each week, please do consider joining my community over on Patreon. You can choose to support the show for $3 a month, or if you're interested in a fun little bonus, $6 a month. These contributions might feel small and inconsequential to you, but they do add up quickly on my end, and they allow me to keep this show a priority in my creative life. I do host a get-together on Zoom on the final Friday of every month for anyone who subscribes at the $6 a month level. And I'll just tell you, we have a really good time. So that's a fantastic chance for us to have like an actual conversation in real time. But if you feel like you get $3 worth of enjoyment out of this podcast each month, please do head on over to patreon.com slash beyondmeasurepodcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash beyondmeasurepodcast. The link, by the way, is in the show notes for you so you can find it there. And I just want to say thanks for any support you throw my way in whatever form that might be. Okay, so today I'm answering a question I get asked a lot, (laughs) and that is, how do you find more students for your studio? In full disclosure, I am most certainly not trying to find any more students for my home studio right now. In fact, next week, we will talk about strategies involved in how to downsize your studio which is the path I've been walking this year. However, I am very aware that many of you are struggling to fill your studios. The economy is dicey, which means many of you are dealing with higher attrition than usual. So some of you might be new to studio teaching and are trying to get yourself established in the community or have moved to to a new location and are looking for ways to drum up clientele. So whatever your position, if you are looking for new students, I wanted to speak to you first because I know it's an incredibly stressful and emotionally draining situation to feel unsure about your studio numbers. If you're in my position and are basically chasing students off your front porch with a broom, (laughs) well, we'll talk about that next week. By the way, it should absolutely be noted that none of us know when the tables are going to turn and we are going to be in a position of needing to recruit new students, just like we never know when downsizing is going to be necessary. Whatever your student enrollment is today, it's best we all understand that our rosters are never guaranteed. Studio teaching is an incredibly fluid business. 
Okay, so with all that said, let's get to it, shall we? How do you get more students in your studio? There are a lot of common suggestions that get tossed around a lot whenever this question comes up. I'm sure you've heard them. And by the way, many of those suggestions really are true. And <laughs> that's why you hear them so much. I'm talking about things like happy studio families are the best recruiting tool. Uh, do your job well and the results will speak for themselves. And of course, word of mouth recommendations are the bulk of our business. I absolutely believe these things to be true. Happy families, word of mouth, and sharing results are probably the best kinds of marketing out there. So first up, let's just talk really quickly about posting on social media. And this should probably be an episode all to itself, but for today, I'm just going to touch on it really quickly. Sharing posts regularly on social media, with parental permission, of course, can be incredibly great for recruitment. When festival and recital times of year roll around, I always brace myself for an onslaught of additions to my waitlist. And that's because when parents share videos and pictures of their kids playing the piano online, their friends are inevitably going to ask, hey, where does little Billy take his piano lessons? <laughs> you can make this process even more frequent by featuring student success stories on your page. Post a great photo or video of your student during their lesson with a well-written caption. Parents will often share those posts on their own personal pages and voila, <laughs> requests will often start pouring in. Now, does it mean that all of those students will end up signing on as your student? <laughs> Definitely not. Not even close. But it does get your name out there. And you never know when your next big studio cheerleader is going to sign up and recruit as many people as they can for you. Here's a fun kind of exercise. Take your current studio roster, sit down, and beside each name, write down how that student found you. If you're anything like me, the majority of your studio roster can be traced back to referrals from other studio families. In fact, if I trace those referrals back far enough, like some sort of family tree, the bulk of my students really can be traced back to pretty much like two or three families who were really faithful supporters of me way back in the day. <laughs> it's wild and very humbling, I should add. Sometimes it hits me how I make a decent living solely from families who believe in me enough to pay me for the knowledge that I have. I never want to lose sight of how incredible that is and the responsibility I have to meet and exceed their expectations. But I digress. I'm sure you realize that the right family with the right connections can bring many students to your door, right? And that, my dear teacher friends, is what I wanted to talk primarily about today. 
I want you to pursue genuine, and hear me on that, genuine relationships with the right people. I really hate saying this out loud because it sounds calculated, but I will argue that one of the most beneficial relationships I had when I was building my studio in its current location was with one of our local elementary school music teachers. Do you have relationships with your local music teachers? I'm talking elementary music teachers, as well as band and choral directors at the local middle and high schools. These, my people, are the friends that you need. And this is why my number one tip for recruiting new students is to make friends with local music teachers. And I just have to say this again. As soon as I say this, I immediately fear people are going to think I'm advocating for like false friendships <laughs> or to manipulate school teachers into thinking you are friends for your own personal gain. <laughs> Hear me, that is not at all what I have done, nor do I think it's the way to go. The last thing our busy school teachers need is to have their time wasted on someone who wants something from them. <laughs> Yikes, just no. Leave them alone if you're not sincerely looking for a friendship. But once I finished grad school and got married, I began the process of building my new studio full time. I had an incredible fortune of teaching a couple of kids from a family that I quickly grew to adore. The mother of these kids happened to be an absolute superstar elementary music school teacher at one of our local schools. I cannot even begin to tell you how great she is. I mean, I have yet to ever see a school music teacher who managed to develop the relationships with the students that she did. At concert time, I kid you not, every single one of those kids got on that stage and did their absolute best because they just loved her so much. I've never seen anything like it in my life. <laughs> anyway, I just grew to love and respect this woman so much, and fortunately, the feeling became quite mutual. I say all this because at one point back in the day, Somewhere around 70% of my studio could probably be traced back to recommendations from that one music teacher. Think about this. Your school music teachers are the ones who field questions of potential private teachers more than anybody else. Parents often ask them if they know anyone who teaches violin or piano or voice they are also the ones who are seeing raw talent at work. There were many years where I considered my studio roster full, but I would get a message from this particular teacher telling me, hey, you really want this kid. <laughs> she got to know the kinds of families that I like to work with and the kinds of students who flourished with me. It was really a brilliant sort of pre-screening system. <laughs> I never regretted a student who came to me through that particular teacher. She sent me many of my all-time favorite studio families and some really incredibly talented young people. 
if I ever had an opening, the students who joined my waitlist on her recommendation always got first dibs. All that to say, my advice is this. As a teacher in your community, make sure that you have a relationship with your local music teachers. (laughs) Now, don't overthink this. Just start with one. You might not jive with all of them, and that's okay, but find one school music teacher you can be buddies with. Not in a manipulative way, but because the two of you have lots of common ground. You have so much to bond over, including your passions for bettering the world around you through music education. You have humorous stories of your own musical studies, and of course, You have shared frustrations over lack of appreciation for the arts in your community or problematic student behaviors or whatever the case may be. Don't reach out to them with the sole purpose of trying to recruit more students. Just reach out as an ally in this crazy world of music we all live in. Attend their concerts and introduce yourself afterwards. I don't think there is a school teacher out there in any subject area who feels like they have too much support from community members. If you have time to volunteer, ask if you can be of any help once or twice this coming semester. That could be anything from playing for a rehearsal or leading a sectional or just coming in to talk to their classes about the life of a professional musician. Even just sending them a quick friend request on Facebook that says, Hey, I keep hearing that we should be friends, so I thought I would reach out. (laughs) I'm a local piano teacher in town and feel like we can't have enough friends in this music teaching profession, right? (laughs) Maybe even message them with a favorite podcast you think they might enjoy. (laughs) Approach it with the intention of genuinely building a relationship with a new teacher friend. Y'all know I'm kind of into that, right? (laughs) Seriously, music teacher friends are the best. I am so much better off due to the friends that I have in this profession who take on a wide variety of roles. And like so many things in life, if you approach those relationships with sincerity and good intentions... Life has a way of rewarding you right back. In this case, oftentimes with more students. I just have to say how much respect and gratitude I have for our school music teachers. I know many of you listening are school teachers, and I just can't tell you how thankful I am for you. I feel incredibly spoiled that I get students one-on-one, meaning the needs of a classroom is a whole different arena, and I have mad respect for anyone who does it every day. (laughs) It's also exhausting for a thousand reasons, and maybe that's another reason I tend to have good relationships with school music teachers. (laughs) I show them appreciation because they never get enough of it, and They probably want to keep me around just because I'm a source of encouragement. (laughs) Win-win. All right, so that's really the gist of today's show, friends. Honestly, whether you need students or not, go make friends with your school music teachers. 
frankly, they need your support, regardless of whether they ever funnel you a single student or not. Of course, there are all kinds of other avenues for finding students. I know many people have luck with joining local Facebook groups and the Nextdoor app and all kinds of online advertising resources. But for me, connecting with local music teachers and finding ways to be visible in the community, like playing for local ensembles and posting on social media, etc., those have proven to be incredibly fruitful strategies with wonderful friends as a result. And so that's that. Build relationships with your local school teacher friends. And by the way, be awesome at your job. That's really the best advice I have to offer. Let's wrap up with a toast, shall we? Music teacher friends of the world. Today, I just wish I could wave my magic wand and grant you exactly the number of students that your heart and your bank account desires. But alas, I don't think I'm going to be able to make that happen for you today. But I do hope I've helped convince you to form relationships with your local school teacher colleagues. Sometimes there feels like a weird divide between school ensembles and private studios, but that actually makes like zero sense. (laughs) We are in the same game here, my friends. (laughs) And I'll just say, you both have so much to learn from the experiences of the skill sets of the other. In my book, anyone who who dedicates their life to the musical education of young people is someone I want to learn from and learn with. So with that, I will raise my glass and say cheers to you and a big cheers to your local school teacher colleagues. Hear, hear. Thank you once again for listening to episode number 85 of the Beyond Measure podcast. I will be back in your ears next week talking about the flip side of this coin, how to downsize your studio. (sighs) It's a great problem to have, I know, but it's not without its stressors, I assure you. Don't forget to follow along the Beyond Measure podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And please do consider joining the Patreon site for $3 or $6 a month. You can always email me your thoughts anytime at beyondmeasurepodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, friends, onward and upwards to the studio numbers of your dreams.